0: Welcome to the first ever S10 football podcast. My name is Tommy Gorman. I'm your host and I'm joined by three of my close mates here. Um, first, Johnny Chick. Say hello.
1: Hello, mate. How are you?
0: I'm fine, mate. And Just for some background knowledge for the audience, uh, what team do you support?
1: I'm a, I'm a Leeds fan, mate. I'm a Leeds fan.
0: Oh, <laughs> Favourite ever player?
1: Favourite ever player? Um... Oh, that's a great question. He's playing right now. A man called Patrick Bamford. You might have heard of him. I'm not sure, uh, but he's tearing up the Premier League at the moment.
0: Um, didn't he have the most chances missed in Championship history? Is that I think, are the right one?
1: The, the only stat I've got in front of me at the moment is on ten goals this season. I've, I've 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 forgotten about the other stats that have happened to be honest, mate. So um, yeah, we're we're leaving it at that. Most hated ever player. Hated ever player. Um. Ryan Giggs, I just don't like him. I just don't like. I don't like. I don't know what he did to his brother as, as well, but I, I like what his brother did on the Paddy Power advert though. So balances it up.
0: Um, and the most important question of these: What's your crisp packet of choice?
1: Oh, ha, ha. um, I'm a Doritos Chili Heat Wave.
0: You know what? That's a great. Show. Is it? Oh, I'm a
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pause. Oh, thank you for that.
0: Next in the room, Mr. Harry Ewing. Same questions. What team do you support?
2: I support Liverpool. Oh God, gets, gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite ever player? Um, it's a tough one. Um, it's between Mane and Michael Owen.
0: Um, no, it's definitely Mane. I'm not accepting Michael Owen as an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Most hated ever player? <laughs> As if you were thinking about, say, Jordan Pickford just because he dared to tackle one of your players.
2: <laughs> no, no. There's more to it than that. Chris Backett of choice. Um, I like Monster Munch, not going to lie.
1: It's
2: Ooh. a bit of a guilty pleasure. I like uh, Pickle Onion Monster Munch.
0: Not in the same league as Dorita shall we? Um, finally, Mr. Conor Uh
3: I support uh, Liverpool.
0: You know what? I might need a rat infestation out of this call. <laughs> He's in in my top three. My top three um, is Luis Suarez, uh, John Terry, Carlos Tevez, pick whatever audience. Um, Chris Packett.
3: Prawn cocktail, mate.
0: Oh, mate, that's controversial, you know.
3: No, I like like it, it. I like it.
1: What brand? What brand are we talking?
3: I'd go for Walkers, you know, just a classic
2: Walkers prawn cocktail. Okay. I think Pringles are shit. Like Pringles. No, no,
1: no, no, don't don't come out with that Pringles. No, please. Pringles. Pringles are actually one of the best.
2: No, no Pringles <laughs> are good, but but the Prong Cocktail ones
1: are Um. No. Yeah. Okay. I that's know. where we come from. No, I'll
0: allow that. I'll allow that.
2: There you go. I do like um, Pringles. So I'm not. I'm not completely backwards.
0: Bringing us um, slightly onto the topic of football, and I'll come to Harry first on this. Um, the so Premier League managers. Or if you want to go further than that, world managers, which would be the best one to go on a night out with? The best one? Yeah.
2: Probably, Big Sam.
0: Surely he's like a local pub man. He's not like a night out man.
2: Uh, if it's a night out, I'd probably go. Klopp, you know. I know you're going to disagree with me on this one. Even I do with that. Huh? Uh, <laughs> no, he's just—he'd be the seedy one in the corner of like revs or something. No, somewhere. have you not seen him? He—he he loves a bit of banter.
0: Oh mate, that's an absolutely
2: horrible shout. Got it. <laughs> I think Big Sam is probably the best out though, because I think he's a he's a proper banter merchant. I feel like um, Arteta would definitely be the worst though.
0: Nah, Arteta would be class.
2: He's just boring, and he. Dev- he I've never seen him smile.
0: No, the worst one is guaranteed. David Moyes. Can you imagine a night out with David Moyes? How many times he bring up like it's thirteen years at Everton just finishing eight <laughs> 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 and you have won A night out with Pep
3: Guardiola. you won night out with Pep Guardiola over him. No chance.
2: Sure. I no, think no, Pep Guardiola take it too seriously,
1: David. David Moyes would just be. Have I told you about when I played with Romelu Lukaku and Yelovitch up front? Yeah, you didn't have that a minute ago, David, mate. <laughs> okay, that's fine.
3: I'd say Scotty P. Scotty
2: Parker. Scotty Parker. I, I'd love a night out with Scotty P. He's probably
0: the youngest as well.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's actually a shout. I, I haven't really put... You guys are kind of shaming here. I didn't put that much thought into this one.
0: Right. So, now we're on to actually chatting about football. Um, This one, I've been looking forward to bringing up with both Harry and Connor. West Brom at home, lads. What went Do wrong? Do we have to start Harry? with this one?
2: <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, the way I saw it, because obviously I watched the game, uh, Liverpool, especially in the first half, just absolutely dominated. Like, West Brom didn't have a, a fucking sniff. Um, we just we just couldn't finish opportunities in the end, I think. So, our first half was stunning. I think the second half, we fell apart a little bit and gave them a few too many opportunities, which gave them hope. You have dropped points
0: to Fulham, West Brom. Who else?
3: Um, any other team in the Premier League? We Palace to Palace
1: we in the first season. In season.
2: Oh, no, we played Palace I last think. weekend. Oh, yeah. What happened with Austin Palace? Oh, yeah, 7-0. Shit. Got
1: second second half yesterday were dreadful though, right? Oh, we were shocking. Yeah. Liverpool created, outdid nothing. Like that. they should have. To be fair, was it Carl yeah, and Grant? Carl Grant went through and should have probably scored. And like realistically, they were on ropes. Sam Allardyce had Jurgen Klopp on ropes. I don't think Klopp has ever beat Allardyce, which is unreal as well. Sam
0: Allardyce had
3: Jurgen Klopp on
1: ropes whilst wearing a mask when he didn't need to. <laughs> <by> <laughs> oh God, what <laughs> we about, man? Oh, yeah,
0: I saw that. I was
2: thinking, why is he wearing a mask?
1: He's literally, it's not covering his nose, which is like the most important bit of the, the mask. He's covered his mouth and he's obviously like shaking hands with all the Liverpool coaches. So it's like, you could still probably get the virus from doing that mode, but Jesus.
3: I have a theory. I
0: have okay. a theory as to why he wore it like that. Well, did you see him doing um, chewing gum like beneath his um beneath his <laughs> yeah. <as> well? Like it's the most big something.
1: It's meant to be. <laughs> I'm... If you chew gum with a mask on, it's actually meant to be quite painful. I haven't tried it personally. It
0: is, and when you wear glasses as well, like I do, it like steams up your eyes as well. So it just makes it look it like up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it probably if too fair if you walk after this chew gum with a mask on, his glasses steamed up. Jurgen Klopp looks to the side of him, looks at what manager has just taken a point off him. Anything <laughs> it, it makes him feel even worse.
0: Um, speaking of Klopp, um, he got booked by the refs once in... the um, I think it was just before West Brom got their equaliser for um, balling at him. Basically, he does that all the time. And the thing that annoys me most about him, and you're going to call me bitter and whatever like, because I support United, but he gets away with it all the time. And he do- he literally does it constantly. And because he comes out as this like nice guy in the press, despite the fact he's whinging all the bloody time. Oh, it just winds me up. I understand why. Like, I do. Like he he is very.
3: Like out there, and I do like I do like Klopp when he's in a happy mood. When Klopp isn't in a happy mood, he he can be a pain. Like he he does whinge all the time, and also like he can get a bit overzealous, especially like obviously as we saw in uh in that game, he just he he, he went a bit too far, and I
0: think the referee was right to book him, in my opinion. Well, um, if Jose did what he did, Jose would get
2: absolutely hammered for it. Oh, yeah. Jose true. does do what he does. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. No, no. <laughs> I, think, I think with Klopp is obviously like he is, he is sort of known as like that nice guy in football. So I think I know what you mean, Tommy. Like when, obviously when he's doing that, if Jose does it, it was hated by a lot of people. It's picked up on a lot more. But you can't, you can't sort of like you can't, you can't say he's not passionate for it. Like he really showed his emotions yeah. on the touchlines plot. But it's like when it's not going his way, he really does yeah. ball at the referees, and it's quite like a bit. Uh, probably well, shouldn't this is do a bit that. Mate.
0: For me cause our greatest seven manager was probably the worst ever for doing this. But the way he just gets on it all the time, and when it's not going his way, he spins it to like form his argument again. Basically, it's so annoying.
1: Why, what I didn't get was the he was like he's been the one to complain about not having five subs and then oh no yeah not being allowed five subs yeah he's literally like I think it was in the Tottenham game he he didn't use any subs or anything like
3: that. (laughs) If you don't use them, why complain that you don't have enough? Like that's the part that annoys me. It's it's the same with Guardiola. Guardiola is quite outspoken about you know oh we need five subs but he never uses all of his free. So why does he need five?
0: Well, um, the thing is, Klopp says he's on about protecting the players and everything. But what he really wants is to win. And, and he knows that if he brings on the likes of Shakiri for Salah and Mane and that, he's got less of a chance of winning. So he's obviously not going to do it. But, and then he hides behind the fact that he needs more subs, which he clearly doesn't. But he's just hiding behind that, despite the fact his main motive, like everyone else, is to win. And if he puts on um, players who lack the quality of the ones he's bringing off, he's got less of a chance. End Very true. Very true. Um, next game I want to touch on, the day before, Um, Manchester United, my team if you've not gathered already, um, travelled to Leicester on Boxing Day and um, I'm going to make a statement here. Bruno Fernandes, the best number 10 in the league and probably the world.
1: Sorry, you got You it. He's
0: a player that carries a side like he does anywhere and he walks into any side in the league and makes them better. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd agree
1: with that one. In the Premier League, yes. I think if Kevin De Bruyne was, like, like he's half the man he was in the last couple of seasons. Like, if De Bruyne was anything like he was last season, season before, he'd blow Fernandes out of the water. But I do I, I do think, as much as I don't... I say I don't like Manchester United, but he has proved a lot of people wrong. He's known as, like, the penalty merchant. But he's scored a lot of goals like, from open play. Like, he scored one against Leeds from open play. Uh, his goal against Leicester was really well taken. Like He's a very, very good player in the league, but in terms of like being like that number 10 in the world, I, I don't think that's that a I bit too far-fetched.
0: What are you going to say, Matthias <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well,
1: he's, he's, he's definitely up there. He's definitely up there. Um, like, you know, you could, you've got to look at the likes of... Uh, I, no. I, I mean, would you still count kind of Messi as a number 10? So when he plays
2: inside then, yeah. Like, when he plays in the middle.
1: I still think you've got to look at the likes of Son when he's at number 10. I still think he's a better creative player. I think if Bamford was to drop into a number 10 role, he'd outclass him. I think... You look at Rodrigo as well, he's leveled head, So actually, his point is pretty wrong to me. Donny,
0: you're making me feel six to my stomach. I think... Six. Six. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Very I good. Really there, so. uh, well, the way I see it, uh, for someone to be the best, you need they need to be like dead starters. So I'll say, i would ask you this, Tommy, would you, given the opportunity, swap Bruno for either De Bruyne or Salah or Mane?
0: Take Salah out of the equation because he's a winger anyway. Um. So the other ones were De Bruyne and
2: who? Oh, Mane, but he's not a number 10 either. Well, well, De Bruyne, you seriously wouldn't swap De Bruyne for Bruno, no? I wouldn't. No chance. Play like De Bruyne is but... still as good as he was, it's just the players that he's passing to can't finish it. Whereas before, he the players he's passing to are, are tucking it away pretty much every time. Nowadays, he'll make the crosses and he'll make the opportunities the same way as he did, but they they literally you'll see, you'll see them in the games, they have like 18 shots and two goals, like it's every game.
0: De Bruyne doesn't get in our team on account of being
2: ginger, so <laughs> <laughs> lot, doesn't it? I'm, 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 I'm
0: gonna get some power for this as well. <laughs> um... um... Another goal scorer, or kind of, in that game was Jamie Vardy. And he, he provokes a lot of discussion because he's a very rags to riches footballer. And I must have seen players who remind me of him a good 15 times in Sunday league. And personally, and this is, um, this won't be popular at all, but I can't stand him. Um, just because of like, and I'd like to know everyone's thoughts on him because to me, he's just that like, One of those players that I'm sure Leicester fans love him. No.
1: Yeah, he's quality.
2: No, he's quality. He's
1: quality.
0: There's no no, denying he's a good footballer, but you know when someone just doesn't come across as likeable, like Suarez?
1: I, I just, I, I just sort of live for those kind of moments where he's literally facing the Sheffield United fans. Like he's a Sheffield Wednesday fan for context. Like he scores against them, just stands there, cupping his ears, and you see the whole of the Sheffield United standards rise. And you just think, how can he not? And you know, you know, like I mean, they're playing Palace at the moment. He's not starting, but last year against yeah. Palace, he just whips out like the eagle celebration in front of. Like, and how the, like the level of respect I have for that kind of shit there and stuff like that is mental. <laughs> I love
3: him so I, much. I love Vardy. I think he's quality. Um, I just think he's he's one of those players I just absolutely adore. Like I just think he's. I I love the Rags to Riches uh, story with him, and you know how can you dislike someone who absolutely obliterates a corner flag just because he scored like.
1: Yeah, well, did he? Did he actually
0: get given that he goal
1: though? His own goal. Oh, human. The,
0: the other, um, the other talking point from Leicester to United was the um, ongoing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer debate. Now, what gets me with this is you look at other like comparable managers, which are Lampard and Arteta. Solskjaer finishes, or is finishing at the minute um, above both of them, having signed. One player that he actually wanted and three on deadline day, one of which isn't actually at the club in Amadiello. Um, one which was a rush signing in Cavani, which was free, which they could have got done three months previously if they'd wanted to. Um and the other one was Alex Tellers, who's flattered to deceive me, in my opinion. Um and you look at Lampard who spent two hundred million, is it? And Arteta, who's supposedly one of the coffin is this tactical revolutionary despite the fact all he's done is um put the cones out for Peppert City. So for me, how Ole Gunnar Solskjaer still even how they even talk about him losing his job is just
2: nuts to me. Pers- personally, although like without me being biased against Man United, um I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, he's done he's done well considering. Uh I don't think he actually has tactics. Um but somehow he he still wins the games anyway. Um, and it's, I think against Leipzig it was shown like how a real manager should be in that you know um, what's his name Nagelsmann when you were playing them he changed his shape he changed his uh the positions of uh, of most of his players and he you know he took you to the cleaners apart from obviously when you kind of half came back in the second half um,
0: you forget, you're forget forgetting the same Solskjaer batter yeah I know I know bad, but yeah. like
2: I feel like I don't know a proper manager considering Man United are a much bigger club than Leipzig are like we know this um and their team's worth much yeah. more. Um another another example, you know, in the PSG game like with Fred he should have just taken them off, but he didn't. And it's one of those things where it's like if he were a top manager, he probably would have. If you know what I mean, like if you get Pub Guardiola, like Pep Guardiola or or Klopp in there, like they would have taken him off, but I don't know.
1: I, I think I think he's it's weird because obviously Arteta's in like his first proper like manager role. And you look like at when Solshaw was in his first manager role, he was managing Cardiff and did he get them relegated? Yeah, they were already back. You know, his his first couple of seasons, obviously he had a lot less quality at Cardiff than Arteta does now at Arsenal. I think him and I think Arteta's definitely the worst of the three, tactically, and I think he looks out of his depth at Arsenal and you know if they haven't got that win against Chelsea, he really would be looking at the sack now. Um, but I think Solskjaer and Lampard are on sort of similar levels. I think what Lampard did with Chelsea's squad last season was phenomenal with the, with the sort of funds he had. He turned Reese James into a quality right-back, gave Mason Mount and Tammy Abraham that breath of fresh air at Chelsea that they weren't really going to have in, under any other manager. And now he's playing with a squad that's worth £200 million, yet he's doing worse than last season, I think. I think Solskjaer again, has got away with a sack a couple of times and rescued it in some big games. Um, I just think they're so level. I don't I don't think there's anything that really sort of puts, puts them apart. But what I would say is I think a lot of people aren't recognising the achievements that Manchester United are having this year. They are so close towards what, I mean, I'm not too sure you now, but you're very close to second with a game in hand. Um, realistically, out of the clubs that are performing at the moment, you're one of the most informed teams behind Liverpool to chase them to the title.
0: Um the other game I want to talk about, final game I want to talk about, um the yesterday, Wolves against Tottenham. Now the big question I want to ask here is, is Jose Mourinho finished? Because for me, he's the biggest coward in world football. He gets the occasional big result, like um when he was manager of United, we beat City away three two. Um, but we lost, we got um knocked out of the Champions League by Sevilla, we got rolled by West Brom at home the week after um City after that 3-2 comeback. And for me, he's just a footballing dinosaur now and people are holding on to the fact he was once successful. But if you look at Jose pre-Madrid versus Jose post-Madrid, it's like two completely different people. Uh, um, I, I, d- I don't know how to feel about Jose because I, I like
3: it, the way he sets out and I do like the fact that that wins in matches. But it very much reminds me of a relegation-side tactics, if you get what I mean. Like, you know, going to a big club, sticking 10 men behind the ball. And it's like, but you're a big enough club. You know, they did it against, uh, I think it was Leicester when they lost to Leicester. Like, they, they set up 10 men behind the ball. we getting destroyed by Leicester. But it's like, if Tottenham and Leicester went toe-to-toe, Tottenham should win. But he, ha- he has this mentality of, I have to stick 10 men behind the ball against any good side. He's too scared. To lose,
1: he was winning matches. Obviously, they beat Man City. I'm trying to get Spurs' um, results up recently, but then you know they beat Arsenal. who granted aren't having their best season. Could have equally beaten Liverpool um, if Bergwijn had taken his chances. Kane had taken his chance. I just think the way that they're playing has obviously been come under criticism. But it was getting results. It's not the most pleasing football to watch. But if you're a first one, all you care his results at this point. I do think his tactics are old and outdated and it needs to sort of make them fit towards the modern game a bit more but he's, he's showing sort of the, the mentality around Spurs I think is the problem at the moment with their form I don't know if there's any real belief there's almost like this stigma around Spurs yeah they'll, they'll do all right but they're not going to get to that title if you know what I mean.
0: Style of football you know results Jose should get the sack for overseeing going away to a team wearing yellow when your team wears white and showing up in green. That's <laughs> an
3: thing, I know. <laughs> <mind. laughs> oh, he could have
1: gone in white. <laughs> <I> just a <laughs> green. That's so good.
0: No, no, but... they, they
3: forgot that uh, Spurs playing white, put the kit in the dark wash and accidentally the colours ran, so they couldn't
0: play it in the kit anymore. <laughs> I, I am obviously joking, but Johnny, you can't tell me if Leeds had showed up to OT the other day wearing that green away kit that you wouldn't have been slightly fuming
1: and double they scores in the first minute they probably had thousands of people adding the green kit to their baskets and then Romesai goes in with a header and they <laughs> click cancel order oh it's such a beautiful
0: yeah, header well, I don't know why Jose's at Spurs and that's to win a trophy and it's been 4,692 days since Tottenham last lifted a cup the 2008 uh, League Cup against Chelsea I think Jonathan Woodgate scored the winner actually um, but if you had four thousand six hundred ninety-two pounds <laughs> to spend on anything, Harry, what would it be? What would it be? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of money. <laughs> um,
2: it's probably a car.
0: Yeah, but what's what, st- right. what standard of car are we
2: talking? I I, I don't know. Uh, go on then. I, I'd Around buy, the I'd buy the a door. nice bit of five hundred with some Liverpool
1: decals on it. I I was thinking about this, and I. Obviously, like apart from sort of your standard stuff, like maybe like a new laptop, maybe invest in something like a phone. If I was actually had to spend it in like a non-normal way, I was thinking, how how much are like League One or League Two prices of tickets? So we got like four point two k, you got four thousand two hundred pounds. If they're like ten to fifteen quid each, I'd buy a whole stand out for one match, and have just me sitting in it, and then there's the whole of the other three stands that are full, just staring at me in one stand alone and that I think hopefully that then increases my chances of maybe winning like one of the prizes in like the raffle or you know like the half time entertainment when they pick someone say they pick someone from the stand that I'm in to go and do like a dizzy penalty crossbar thing I'll beat the one that gets picked because it's only me in the stand not not necessarily eager but just try and like just finesse all the other fan i just stand there on my own chanting when everyone else is probably like mocking me and then i get picked for the half-time entertainment and i get to plan on the pitch Connor,
3: 4, how do cars. i beat Where's that it going? um <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know I, I i was thinking similar to harry i was thinking like you know a car or something because i i don't have one um but I don't know, I think, I think you're not going to like this yourself, but I I, I would personally uh, get some nice tickets to see Liverpool because I've only been to Anfield once. Like, I've only been able to afford it once. So it would be nice to be able to just see them um, at, at Anfield one, one more time.
1: That's nice. That is nice.
0: Um, Connor, I feel like you'll appreciate my answer to this um, as a fellow Bet365 sufferer. Um, um, but I would um, get on a train to Huddersfield um, so minus about four quid off this um, walk into the first bookmaker to see and put all the money on United <laughs> <people>. oh yeah <laughs> right I thought you said that I was going to appreciate
1: stick it stick it all on red I'd actually stick it all on red
0: just a little caveat to that um, for all listeners listening who are over the age of 18 please gamble responsibly final topic or topics um, of the episode heroes and villains of 2020 obviously we're coming to the end of another calendar year um, so I think I'm going to go first on this and put forward my heroes. So the first one is obviously Marcus Schwartz, who has shown himself to be the greatest <laughs> being in the industry of the world ever. Um, second is Carlo Ancelotti for being the league's best dress manager. Some of the coats comes out with are just world class.
2: He did this thing with this uh, Down syndrome kid, um, where he spent the day, obviously it was over face time or whatever, um, and he yeah so he spent the day with him and his new celebration is now what that drum kid wanted Mane to do which I think is really sweet so I put him in there well, just I just out of a and also he's a full player so he's he's a god and my third one I actually have I actually have four um uh Harland because his interviews are hilarious um <laughs> and yeah and his celebrations like there's one the first game back after the pandemic where he just kind of stood there and just looked at everyone it's just like Harland what are you doing mate um. Thomas Muller for his bad jokes. because yeah, they 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 create a lot of memes. Uh, so <laughs> and uh, also Roy Keane and Michael Richards for just yeah doing a good job on on punditry. I reckon. Uh, How many have you got? there? A fair few, but I've like Roy Keane and Michael Richards pair up, so we'll, we'll let that one slide.
1: Um, I think as a Leeds fan, there's one man I can really go to. Um, that's the that's that's the third third best manager in the world, Marcelo Bielsa. And... I think, just I think number one, I think we should have a separate nomination for Marcelo Bielsa's leg muscles. Um, for being able to crouch that long at like 60, however old he is, probably he's older than that, he really... Unbelievable shifting his legs to keep him on the floor for that long. And then his bucket as well, for keeping him standing. Um, God bless the bucket. Um, but in a joking aside, Marcelo Bielsa's taken Leeds in, back into the Premier League for the first time in... 16 years um even though it's during a pandemic realistically he's given me like the best week of my life winning the title um and yeah taking us back and and playing some beautiful football and really just finessing a lot of people a lot of people hate him a lot of people hate the fact he was nominated for the award of the best manager um i couldn't care less he's he's amazing um and i consider him like a second father to be honest
3: i i've Um, got three heroes um First of all, I think none of you will disagree, which is, I think, Chris, Chris Wilder for his work with Sheffield United. I think he's been, you know, I know they've been a bit down this year, but if if you would have said that Sheffield United would have finished where they did at the end of last season, you would have laughed. So the fact that they managed to make it there is just incredible, yeah, sure. to be honest.
0: Um, I, I, can, I can back Chris Wilder because of that immaculate GLA he wears every week. On. <laughs> I, I think that's been
3: on the um, Obviously, as a Liverpool fan, I'll sneak this one in the middle so you guys don't hate me. Uh, just Liverpool for winning the league after 30 odd years. Um, it it's just lovely. Um, so I snuck that one in. Um, and then my last one is to the TV broadcasters, obviously Sky and BT. For just not being dicks and actually allowing the public to watch every single Premier League game, including on B- on free TV on BBC, I-, I think they deserve
0: credits for not being dicks. I agree, but they need to bin off that Sunday night kickoff, <laughs> oh, which yeah, is just yeah. horrible. <laughs> well, I, I-, I want to eat my roast dinner and fall asleep on the sofa. I don't <laughs> know if I watch football again. Yeah.
1: It's true. It's true. Is that eight o'clock that eight o'clock slot is slot is a drag, really, isn't it?
0: On to villains. Now, um, I'll go first again on this. Um, I think I've alluded to this already, but um, my first villain is Jürgen Klopp for whinging about everything and being the (laughs) worst winner I think they've ever been. Um, (laughs) Second um, is whoever decided that VAR is still a good idea, um, and that's on the grounds of crimes against humanity. Um, And my third one is a controversial one because um, he is a Manchester United legend, but Roy Keane, man. Um, Cool. for just generally being miserable all the time, like, we're all miserable enough as it is with the whole global pandemic and 70,000 deaths. In, but you could tell him that the world had been rid of all its evils <laughs> and he'd still find something to win about. <laughs> it's, like, it's true. And he does it for the sake of it as well. I'm convinced of this. Like, there's no way anyone could be that angry all the time.
1: What, what I didn't get with him was why he was angry at the Aston Villa players celebrating oh, yeah, the fact yeah. that they stayed up.
2: Oh, that. oh yeah, weird. Uh, Barcelona's uh, ex-president Bartomeu because he pretty much single-handedly killed the club um, and tried to force out uh, Messi or or not tried to force him out but a lot of his decisions ended up in Messi being very unhappy and as a result it's kind of unsettled the club so I think he's
0: as someone, as someone who's still bitter about the 2009 and 2011 Champions League finals, I'm more than happy <laughs> <out here. laughs>
2: I think, <laughs> I just think from a, uh, not that I am a Barcelona fan, but from a Barcelona fan's point of view, he's, he's probably the biggest villain uh, out there. I think another villain, um, I've put a few down, but I'm not going to say all of them. I think Harry Maguire, uh, for outright committing a crime, I think he deserves to be up there. But way, never my captain. Uh, and Quincy promises sticking with the rule of three. Um, I've got first of all, Guardiola Luther never
3: smiling. Like that bloke doesn't know how to use his mouth muscles to get a smile going. He, he could be seven nil, and I don't think he'd smile. Like he just—he's the most miserable man, and yet apparently people like him. Like sneaking the other one in is um, obviously there's this one big villain. That kind of postponed football for about six months.
0: Um, that villain can go away. I, th- I thought I Colin was going to go full Donald <laughs> Trump and go, yeah, um, China. <laughs> 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 it, Colin goes <laughs> for a whole country. There,
3: right? in there as well. Get in China. There we go. <laughs> um, and then last one, I don't know if you guys will remember this, but uh, Ryan Fraser for just being a dick. Obviously, Bournemouth were in a relegation battle and eventually ended up getting relegated. Ryan Fraser refused to play for them because he was out of contract, even though, obviously, all the contracts were uh, extended. He refused to play because he was out of contract and it, like obviously didn't work for the club that he was currently being paid
0: by. And I just think that's just such a dick move and he deserves to be a villain. Fair enough. Um, just another quick one, actually. Um, there's we're recording this. Um, the time is currently 20 to 4 on the 28th of December. So there's two games um, going on later tonight. Obviously, Palace and Leicester is currently nil nil after uh, 38 minutes. Um, predictions Chelsea, Aston Villa.
1: 2 1 Chelsea. I think they'll just nick it. I think they'll bounce
0: uh, back. 2 in 2
3: 1 to Chelsea.
0: I'm going to go 1-0. I think Villa steal a point, point. Um, and the 8 o'clock game is Everton against uh,
3: Manchester City. Connor. This is a tough one. I, I I'll probably go for safety reasons 2-1 City, but that could be anywhere. I'm going to go uh, a bit controversial, 3-0 uh, City. Ooh.
2: Ooh.
0: Johnny?
1: Um, I'm going to back a 1-0.
0: Uh, a slight side point to this game. It's probably the first time in about three years that Everton, when playing City... Their fans don't want to lose, um. But I still think they will. I think it's going to be one nil to Manchester. City. Um. So that's it for today's S10 football podcast, episode one of season one. Hopefully, we get a couple of seasons in, but you never know. Um. Um. If you want to find me on Twitter, my link is at Tommy Gorman M U F C. Um. If you want to find the boys, uh, Johnny, where can they find you on Twitter?
1: Um. Johnny Chick with two underscores. Uh,
0: I'm Harry Ewing Seven. Uh, dragster 5. Um, so thanks for coming on, boys, and we'll see you, the audience, on the next podcast. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>